Hello everyone and welcome to Uncertified and Unqualified. I'm Rita. And I'm Anna. And today we are going to be talking about how counter movements miss the point of the movements they're countering. So we all know about counter movements and how they start in response to a movement as a way to push back. Um, Today we're actually going to talk about uh, Black Lives Matter and their counter movement and um, passing the ERA and their counter movement. But let's kind of talk about where these ones specifically are coming from and how we can notice counter movements and watch out for the dangers of them. Yeah, so we'll start with Black Lives Matter and All Lives Matter as an example. Black Lives Matter started on the internet after former officer George Zimmerman was acquitted after shooting Trayvon Martin and then grew into a larger movement after the death of Michael Brown and with the movement protesting many areas in the country. Yeah, and so All Lives Matter actually is, it became the biggest counter movement to Black Lives Matter. Its main thought process is that Black Lives Matter is racially divisive because it quote unquote doesn't include all lives and exclusive to black people. But we, we know that's not true. Yeah, that's not accurate. In no, because no. <laughs> that's literally not what it means at all. But it has become the biggest counter movement and it's gained a lot of traction and it really is dangerous. Blue Lives Matter is another um, counter movement that has grown out of Black Lives Matter. And it specifically is using police officers saying that it started after the killings of New York Police Department officers Rafael Ramos and Wei Han Lu in 2014. And it's saying that basically police are being targeted too they want that to become a hate crime and because it's saying that black lives matter is targeting police being anti-police but if really we're just holding these police accountable for their disgusting and heinous actions towards black people but going back to all lives matter i mean i've seen you know you see posts and stuff all the time to like help to explain to people why all lives matter isn't valid but the best way i've heard it explained away is like the burning house analogy and you guys might have heard this as well but um i think the way it works is if like hypothetically if someone's house is burning down and they're calling out for help you aren't going to look at them and say we well you know my house matters too even though your house isn't burning down and you're just going to walk away from the person that's calling for help you're going to help that person whose house is burning down it's the same with you know black lives matter and all lives matter white people haven't been oppressed since the beginning of everything white people's you know quote-unquote houses aren't like metaphorically burning down at a systematic level yeah it's not that black people are saying that only black lives matter it's that black lives have never mattered in the united states because of systemic racism and police brutality and so we are urging people to understand that they do matter and that this is a problem that needs to be solved But that's the danger of counter movements. You can see how powerful this is because it changes the narrative of the entire movement that it's countering itself. You can see how people think that then. They're like, oh, well, they're saying they don't think my life matters. And then they so heartedly believe it. And every time you try to tell them and try to show them, they don't understand. And you can really see how bad and damaging that is to a movement. Mm -hmm. You can also see how, you know... Blue Lives Matter just doesn't make sense because police officers being a job, being black isn't. Police officers put on a uniform every day. Black people are black people. Um, they're, they're not. They're being targeted for being black. Being a police officer is a. Jo- it's not a life. It's a job, and they're the ones with the power in this system. Right. Police officers aren't being targeted, but now they're starting to be held accountable for when they help, like their racist ideals and they're being their ideals are being pushed on the job to target black people. And when they like illegally tamper with evidence, like, you know, turning off body cameras and when they use uh, like excessive force for no reason. 
And the whole point of Black Lives Matter is to support Black people who have been targeted by police brutality, but are also advocating for police form or to completely change the system and put in a new system. And it's also shedding a light on racism in America because it's so bad. And yet these counter movements are pushing that that's not true, that's not happening, and they're, sometimes they're even saying there is no racism in America, and that's mm-hmm. very damaging. And you can see how it enters all sorts of areas then, because you can see now in the United States there are all sorts of state governments that are trying to ban certain teachings of things in the United States. Mm-hmm. And that you could trace that back to counter-movements that are saying that there isn't even a racism problem, because they don't want to teach the history of it then. Right. So... All of that said, if we move to a different movement here, another counter movement and counter movement, um, the push for the ERA and the push back is another big one. Yeah, you can definitely see um, how damaging a counter movement can be in this example as well. So the ERA is the Equal Rights Amendment, if you didn't already know. It was a proposed amendment for the Constitution to guarantee equal legal rights for all American citizens regardless of sex. It seeks to end the legal distinctions between men and women in terms of divorce, property, employment, and other matters. It was introduced by Alice Paul in 1923. 38 states have ratified it in their own states, but it hasn't been made national. And that's because of the counter movement that's spread after it. And the amendment didn't even gain any traction in Congress until the 70s with representatives Martha Griffiths and Shirley Chisholm and the powerful chairman um, of the House Judiciary Committee who they refused to hold a hearing on the ERA for 30 years, over 30 years, actually. So after it gained traction in the 1970s, it was sent to the states for constitutional ratification and had a seven-year deadline on it. They needed 38 states to ratify it for it to become an amendment. And within that year, 30 states had already done so. But this is when the counter-movement began. Yeah, so (laughs) Phyllis Schlafly, 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 Schlafly was a conservative lawyer and activist from Illinois who held the Stop the ERA campaign and argued that the measure would lead to, God forbid, gender-neutral bathrooms, same-sex marriage, and women in military combat, among many other things. I would just like to note that we agree that those are actually good things now, and those things have all happened without the ERA, but this is the tactic she was using. She was saying, this is what's going to happen if you pass the ERA. It's kind of like how with Black Lives Matter and All Lives Matter, they were like, This is what's going to happen if Black Lives Matter gets their way. We're not going to matter. And you can see how damaging that is because the Stop ERA campaign completely derailed ERA passage. 1977 came around. Only 35 states had ratified it. Congress voted to extend the deadline to help more states would ratify it. But no other state ratified it because of this campaign. They missed the point of the ERA. The Stop ERA campaign was literally saying that oh women have all of these great things and we don't want them to do this and we don't want same-sex marriage and gender neutral bathrooms which isn't exactly what the era was going for but it would also be covered under that if that makes sense right they were using fear tactics from the time to stop it from passing even though the era was really just to make everyone equal right right And I mean, the Stop ERA campaign, I mean, it didn't entirely miss the point of the ERA. It it largely did, but not entirely. You know, it halted halted and misconstrued the ERA, like, to be against women and pointed out the privilege, like, you know, those quote-unquote privileges that women would lose. So, it's... 
the problem is though is that those privileges are really what keep women being seen as less equal right. if you think about it right right it's it's like the thing where teenage boys do when women slash girls want to be treated equally and they say something along the lines of like you should treat me the same and they say oh that means i can hit you too then i don't understand <laughs> what that thought process is like why why, why is your first idea violence like why do you think oh so you want to be treated like a dude so i can just smack the shit out? why of are you? we hitting like, anybody what? that's always my response like why do you want to hit anybody the ERA also isn't just for women. That's also another main point that I think Stop ERA Campaign kind of miss. It's not just so that women are equal, but it'll provide, it would provide everyone with equal protections under the Constitution, including men, trans people, non-binary people. Because if you think about it, men have consistently under the law lost a lot of this is a specific by the way but they have lost a lot of cases over children because there's this stereotype that women will take care of the child better better but that enforces stereotypes about men and women and is not equal protection right and women started the era because they've always been discriminated against in the u.s based on sex but that this doesn't mean that this is only for women like this again would literally help everybody yeah and I again, I just think it's so funny that the exact fear tactics they used passed anyways without the ERA. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about how farther we could have gone if the ERA would have been passed. Like they they did that for what? Literally, <laughs> they did that for what? You expended your energy on that for what? <laughs> and I mean, of course there's still people in this country who are like, "Oh, that shouldn't have happened in the first place." But it's a good thing. Shut up. Exactly. It's literally the only hope is that with people hoping to be educated and will educate themselves they will become fewer and far more far between but but if you let these counter movements keep going and miseducate people then that's not gonna happen Mm. and i mean of course it's good to have dialogue and it's good to question things and it's not we it's not we're not discounting discourse that would be but it's so dangerous to be just literally spreading lies right because as, as we've seen time and time again. We're trying to get things done over here, and they're just like, oh, this, 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 and this. And we're like, that's not true. And they're like, yes, it is, because I think it is. And I'm like, all right, okay, okay sure. <laughs> but, like, have you actually looked into it? No, of course you haven't. You're just using fear tactics. And fear tactics are very, very strong. If you have watched The Hunger Games, mm-hmm. what's the... Hope, what's, it, what's, hope what is, is the only thing that's stronger than fear. I thought it was love. Isn't love? I think... Oh, it is hope. It is hope. I, think, I was yeah. going to say love. I know love my, each other. I know my Donald Sutherland. Love each other. All right. Hope. Whatever. <laughs> Losers. I, I know my love Donald Love each Sutherland. other. Okay. Well, hope is the only thing stronger than fear. So if we're not using hope, if we are feeling all hopelessy, then they're going to... Hopelessy. Did you like that? That was really good. Thank you. Then they're just going to keep using their fear tactics. So watch out for these counter movements. They're very, very strong at fighting back movements that are trying to get shit done. Right. No matter what the movement is, it will always be met with some sort of counter movement. And I mean, people will even make a counter movement out of getting vaccinated. Oh my God. Yeah, there's literally like that. That was the counter movement was based on false research done by a discredited scientist. Like grow up. And they still move it. They're still doing this. And you can see how damaging that counter movement is right now because of COVID. We're trying to get people vaccinated and there's people who don't want to get vaccinated. Get your vaccine if you haven't already. Seriously do it right like if you can please do like it will make all of our lives so much better yes like don't listen to the counter movement that's like don't get the vaccine it's gonna hurt you it's really not you know what's gonna hurt you getting covid 
that sh- that sh- that shit will but hurt. That shit's gonna <laughs> hurt you. But it is important to note that these counter movements are not even movements of their own. They don't spark out of something happening and trying to fix it. They're sparking against a platform that's trying to fix something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's really easy to dismiss counter movements. Like genuinely, it's simple. But you we can see how strong they are and how easily they dismantle a movement. Mm-hmm. So in your own movements, you have to make sure your message is clear and that there's constant push to keep your movement strong. I mean, you can see a lot of times people will just be like, "Oh, they're stupid" or whatever. But then they like actually pull through and like so y'all gotta be like seriously we gotta take this seriously we've got to get our message clear and we've got to keep the movements going and we've got to put hope in them we've got to put hope in them so they can't play on fear no matter how much we hate president snow he was right hope (laughs) is the only thing stronger than fear let's katniss everdeen this shit (laughs) we share a birthday we are the same soul hell yeah so just to kind of cap off, to see if your state has ratified the ERA, you can check out the equalrightsamendment.org where they have a map and a place to call or message your representatives. Because it would be so important to pass the ERA and we should get this back on a national scale because I'd love it to be a national amendment, please. And if you want to see police reforms done by your state since the murder of George Floyd, please check out brennancenter.org slash work slash research report slash state policing reforms George Floyd's murder. And that's a lot, but we will link it for you. It is very important because we got to be checking up and we got to make sure our movements are actually doing shit and we've got to keep it going. Yes, we will gladly put both of those links on our link tree for you and we yeah. will link it on our post if you want to go and check it out. It is very, they are very beneficial resources, if yes. I can speak. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode. It was short and sweet and to the point. Let's get these movements going and let's understand these counter movements, take them seriously and work to make sure that our movement is as clear and as hopeful as possible. Well, thank you for listening. We are Uncertified Unqualified. You can find us on Instagram at Uncertified Unqualified Pod. We release episodes every other Monday and on Spotify and Apple Podcasts.